welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And I believe we are actually on time. I don't think we technically have any technical difficulties. Boy, it's a beautiful day, a little bit of kind of a hazy, a little foggy day, but uh, wonderful here, nevertheless, here in the mission here in San Francisco, California, for all our listeners uh, out of the uh, states and, and other countries. So, uh, yeah, very nice time, very nice day for a bicycle ride. So, anyways, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio, and um, boy, oh boy, um, we're going to have a nice uh, guest list tonight. Uh, Milk Crate Brian's going to be here, and uh, he's going to be spinning some tunes here at Meet Any Radio. And uh, let's see. Uh, it's always nice when he's here, actually, when he does that, because uh, I just usually put on a CD and just let it roll. Anyhow, uh, he has a great taste in music, so that'll be nice. And uh, Wade Boyd will be here uh, co-hosting, and as usual. And um, we have a return guest, Joe O'Sullivan. Uh, Joe O'Sullivan's a... Um, a local legendary racer here, uh, as well as Wade, and uh, uh, Sunday Morning Ride Boy, I believe. And uh, also, uh, more importantly, he's an Isle of Man racer. Same with Wade and same with myself. Um, it'll be nice. So uh, we'll tell some tales. If anyone wants to call in and uh, ask any questions, you can always uh, give us a holler at 415-550-0511. Uh, 415-550-0511. And uh, it's very rare you have three Isle of Man racers in one room. And... Uh, it's a good time if you ever have any questions. I mean, uh, if you ever seen the races, I'm sure, uh, you know, there's got to be something out there that uh, makes you a little curious. Uh, I guess people would do such crazy things, but uh, it's a whole lot of fun. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. We will also have uh, Pedro calling back uh, for the San Pedro Mountain Hill Climb coming up soon, as well as the Baja International Tourist Cup. Uh, he uh, lives down south in Baja, I believe, and... Uh, Let's see here. I think he's going to call in around 7, so that'll be nice to hear from him. He's going to give us uh, updates about as far as what's going on with the uh, races down south. And from there, uh, I believe Mr. Hawk Mazzotta is going to call back. Uh, he's going to talk about his uh, school as far as uh, motocross kids and uh, teaching them how to ride fast and good and uh, let us know what uh, what's up with the schedule as well. And uh, let's see here. I think that's uh, we might have someone else calling in. We shall see. Uh, we'll go from there. Uh, Milk Crate's here. We're going to put on some tunes uh, very, very soon. And uh, let's see. Say hi, Milk Crate. See if hey, the mic how's works. everybody doing today? Yar, yar. Doing well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what, what do you got going, Milk Crate? Um, nothing yet. Give me one minute. All right. So let's keep talking. Uh, I wanted to mention earlier today, uh, I saw Chris at CC Rider Toe, and uh, it's always nice to know that uh, even through all these problems here, you know, there's folks out there that are going to take care of you, and one of them is uh, Chris at CC Rider Toe. If you ever have a problem, you can uh, probably find him that under that in some web type type thing, but uh, you can always call him at uh, 415-334-TOES, T-O-W-S. 415-334-TOES. So uh, give Chris a holler if uh, you get stranded or anything like that. Uh, also, Richard Cycle Toe uh, will be able to help you out in the East Bay as well. Uh, he's uh, He might be on vacation right now, I think, on Facebook. But either way, uh, always good to know that there are people out there to help you. So call CC Rider Toe or Cycle Toe if you ever get stuck, have any issues. And uh, let's see here. Uh, talking about that, the uh, reason I bring Chris up, I saw him today dropping off some bikes. And um, interestingly enough, uh, he's actually going to do a fun track days, I believe, uh, Monday or something like that. Uh, the, the latest one, I think, uh, what's our date here? We're on the 23rd. So uh, the 27th, uh, Fun Track Days is going to be having a nice time out at the Thunder Hill. And they're going to be doing the three-mile course. Uh, Bring your sunscreen, bring lots of water. It's nice to have some orange wedges or something like that, and uh, definitely cold beer at the end of the day. But uh, 
definitely sounds like fun over at Fun Track Days. D A Y Z. Fun Track Days. D A Y Z. August Weber's uh, running that and a uh, bunch of good folks. So, uh, what's nice about them uh, right now, uh, it's interesting, you know, uh, social distance, distancing and such. But um, yeah, everyone seems to be able to get along out there. Uh, that being said, the AFM just had a race as well. Saw a lot of the boys on the Face of My Book. Uh, looks like they had a great time. Uh, it was hot. But uh, uh, more importantly, you know, a uh, very, very uh, big shout out to the turn workers. Saw some pictures of them and sitting out there in them turns, you know, uh, helping all the racers. It makes for a very, very long day. So uh, always, always, uh, you know, give a shout out, a thanks, you know, get them a burger or something, something. But uh, they also, I believe they have a benevolent fund or something uh, uh, to help them out. Uh, have to look into that. But uh, always, always say thank you and uh uh, let them know that you appreciate them. Without the turn workers, there would be no uh, no races at all, and that goes across the board everywhere. And uh, let's see here, uh, AFM was for, of course uh, saw pictures of Barbara and the, and, and, uh, the staff. Uh, thank you AFM for getting back out there again and uh, you know making it happen. I believe there's a few more races uh, going on through the year. And uh, let's see, we're in uh, July, so let's see. Uh, 18th. So the next race will be on August 8th and 9th. I'm not sure where. I keep on uh, meaning to ask them that. Uh, so the next race will be on August 8th and 9th at uh, AFM and uh, uh, after that, October 3rd and 4th. So uh, you got some time to get your stuff together and go, go have some fun and go racing. Let's see here. So uh, let me get my stuff together. Uh, Milk Crate's here. I think you might have something rolling and we'll go from the music now. All right. We got some tunes. All right, Milk Crate. Cheers.
are, you are. Right on. I'm loving these tunes. Uh, I call it acid rock, and uh, it was funny. Milk Crate uh, called it. Uh, what did you call it, Milk Crate? I just threw it in the general jazz bucket, I said. Jazz bucket. I was telling Alex when we were on break that since the past maybe four or five shows, I haven't put any of my records back in the record <laughs> So I only pulled stuff that we haven't played on the show, um, and I do have a lot of you know, things that are jazz adjacent, whether that be kind of rock stuff or hip-hop stuff. Um, or electronic stuff, and a lot of that's in here today, so you'll be hearing it. Awesome, and uh, I'm gonna drop some acid uh, in the next break, and we'll really take advantage of this. We got a, you know, what do you call them, disco balls uh, here in the uh, studio, oh, yeah. so we can definitely have some fun. Right on, Milk Crate, and by the way, you're Mike too, so whatever that sign says doesn't work. So Mike two is back in <laughs> Mike action. Mike two Great. is back in action because I'm sitting there. Why can't I hear you? And then I pull up Mike two, and here we are. So uh, first technical difficulty. Anyhow, um, yeah. Welcome back to uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Um, the reason I'm kind of funny in, in and out with the mic is I'm trying not to get too close to it. You know, usually you have your lips right up against it and stuff and have a direct type of a deep, uh, you know, uh, straight resonance. But uh, with uh, the COVID and stuff, we're all just trying to keep our distance, so to speak. And uh, Mike's one of them. Hey, Wade. Wade just showed up. And uh, yeah, welcome back to Racers Alley. So anyhow, um, let's see. What was I going to bring up? I was going to say, uh, oh, yes, uh, talking about track days. Uh, I saw this uh, throughout the, uh, uh, I guess you call my Facebook page, has a lot of racers on it uh, from all over the world and uh, the states. And a uh, couple of folks just got to go out racing again. And uh, the really, really cool thing about, you know, uh, doing something like that is to get a picture. A picture is a million thousand words and feelings and everything else like that. And uh, a lot of folks were very, very happy to actually get that. Uh, Max Klein with Oxymoron Photography uh, is out there at the track days and such like that. And uh, he does a wonderful job and uh, got to see that. And uh, if you go out racing or track days, something like that, you know, Max is usually out there and he's Oxymoron Photography and uh, really, really does a great job. And uh, talking about that, um, a friend of mine asked me, uh, Alex, you know, uh, I'm kind of attracting and stuff, and uh, she wants to go to the next level. And uh, like, what do you need to do? Uh, of course, you know, track days and uh, getting uh, proper uh, instruction and such uh, helps to get there. But uh, also, I mean, you, you got to make a list of the basics. And uh, first thing you need, if you don't have one, is a fuel can. And then from there, I mean, you want a front and rear stand. And uh, if you can do those two things, uh, front and rear stand, you got to start, okay? Now you have to take off your tires. Uh, so, I mean, get your tires changed. What you need are the tools for the brake calipers. You need the tool for the axle. Uh, you need the tools uh, for the rear axle. So they're all uh, specialized. Some of them are big. Some of them are Allen size. Uh, some of them you want half inch. So you got to, uh, if you don't know, uh, ask a friend. But you want to get the proper tools. There's not a whole lot of tools, but you want to have the tools to take off your uh, your rims to go get them changed at the track to get uh, new tires on there. And also, while you're at it, uh, once you start doing that, you're actually, since your brake calipers are off, you be able to learn how to actually change your brake pads. It's the uh, next step. Obviously, you want to be able to uh, learn to change your oil, you know, so uh, make sure you have a proper oil filter. And uh, next thing, race wire the bike. So uh, there's a list from uh, most of the organizations that actually let you uh, know exactly what you need to do to prep the motorcycle. So, uh, 
either get a drill press or uh, do it the old-fashioned way with a hand uh, drill, but uh, you have to race wire all the points of your bike and then get a set of race wire pliers and learn how to use those. So, uh, yeah, there's a list of things to do to get out there before you go racing. You want to be comfortable to be able to you put your bike on stands and, uh, you know, take off the, the wheels and uh, the calipers, uh, put them back together. And uh, obviously, after race, every race weekend, you want to be able to change your oil, you know. So from there, you know, next step would be to be able to learn how to bleed your brakes. That's a little more difficult. And, uh, you know, uh, those are the basics. So uh, from there, you know, look it up. Ask your friends, you know, maybe the next track day, you know, ask, uh, ask one of the instructors and they might uh, bring it up during the breaks, like a uh, fun track days. Uh, every, every time they uh, have a break, they actually have a classroom session. So that's something to bring up in the classroom session. What do I need to go to the next level? And uh, having the basic tools and uh, learning how to do them, uh, actually taking things apart, putting them back together, makes a huge difference when you're at the track. You want to be able to be comfortable. You don't want to be able to uh, have to be doing it the first time out there. So uh, there you go. Uh, actually, uh, answer on that question. Yeah, Wade, how you doing? All right, really good. Right on, right on. Welcome. Uh, boy, oh boy, I think uh, Joe Sullivan's coming today, and uh, that would be nice to get him back in and talk some tales. Yeah, uh, yeah. surprise, surprise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was neat. Uh, he uh, just shot me a note out of the blue and said, hey, man, might I come by? And I go, no, great, great, great. Uh, what's up? Any uh, news going on? Um, I'm, I'm all over the place. Hard to say which one's first. Um, almost everybody's raced, and we're just actually still planning on it. And hoping everybody really does their stuff. Um, I'm working on little stuff in, in the background. Hard to say. Um, but I would like to give a shout out to uh, uh, Ken and Greg Lambert. Nice. Uh, Greg Lambert was a sidecar driver of mine back in, I think, 97. Anyhow, as he's now taking care of his dad and everything. So I made him something special and sent it to him. And, and yeah, those guys are in England, lost in England somewhere. Yeah, nice. I, I don't know where. That's why. I'm <laughs> sure, well, they're lost. Let's let's hope he's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Uh, Ken and Greg Lambert, give him a shout out. Yeah, Ken Lambert is the dad to Greg Lambert. Greg Lambert's been running sidecars at the TT for uh, I don't know twenty years or so by now. Wow, nice. Uh, always right up in there, doing really good. He just got a, a new one the other day. Yeah, and he had a, a video on, on Facebook that uh, his dad was sitting next to the car, and he's going, rev it up. <laughs> rev nice. it up. Rev, no, boss, rev it up. He got a new sidecar. He's got yeah. a new rig. Yeah, I look like an LCR to me. Wow. Uh, over fancy, there. Fa fancy, fancy stuff. Well, uh, yeah, over there, there's a lot more uh, uh, sidecar racing everywhere. Yeah, and there's money in it. They got sponsors, and so there's only one or two people over here that have sponsors and stuff. Basically, you know, they're in small stuff. It's yeah, so kind of self-sponsored. More, more passion than, than sponsors. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's just, how you say it. It just hasn't taken off here in a sense. And uh, yeah, sidecars are, are wonderful, uh, you know, uh, to watch as far as racing goes. But uh, Europe, they they got the long chassis and they fly, right? Yeah, so, yeah, well, they all do now. Most of Europe has all gone to a six hundred, um, but they got they they got super six hundreds. They're they're all really really fast they're all within an inch or so of each other it made it sort of a little more bumper cars i think um but they're super competitive they're actually it can be a hair faster because they're lighter and everything um 
But with a big bore over here, you can fall asleep in a corner. You can get out of it by having some horsepower. There the, is nothing the little, like horsepower. The little motors just got to rev and never. It's like an overgrown 125. Never stop revving it. You stop revving it, you lost the race. Yeah. You basically have yeah. to always carry your speed yeah. and be Sa- on the same gas. Same as bicycles. If you breathe, you lost the race. <laughs> you know, pedal, pedal, pedal. You know, same kind of thing. But anyhow, it's, it's big over there. Um, I'm sure they still have... Uh, some thousands somewhere they went somewhere australia's running them we're running where are they (laughs) yeah they are they just they just don't get any press that's all yeah you know so i guess it's vintage or something like that (laughs) um armor runs everything they put a bunch of classes into it they put a bunch of classes into everything vintage there's so many classes of vintage and then classic and uh you know yeah yeah, i ride the newer bike so i'm still learning what those classes are and they really split them up, and um, anyhow, they ha- they all do really well. The clubs do really well. Yeah, I believe. Uh, um, well, actually, they're still running, even though the COVID's on. I mean, I think they just ran at Willow not too long ago. I thought uh, it's a good question, actually. Who's running and who isn't uh, right now? And yeah. like I mentioned earlier, the AFM just had a race. Uh, yeah, so that's their first. Um, MotoGP just had their first. Oh yeah, I um, heard that was a very interesting race. Yeah, now we. <laughs> We have a new f- French uh, hero. <laughs> not not that he wasn't before, but <laughs> yeah, boy, if yeah. anyone see it, yeah, there is definitely yeah. some action happening there. I haven't seen it, but I got the answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Um, just recently, um, uh, let's see. Maybe we'll get Clint to call in one of these days and talk about his new book or something. Uh, just uh, recently, had a nice time. Uh, let's see here. Someone was asking me about, uh, again, uh, motorcycle racing, and um, someone mentioned this uh, class called Feel Like a Pro. And uh, this is actually my cousin uh, uh, Desmond who actually asked me. And uh, so they're Feel Like a Pro. They're out there at the racetracks. Uh, You can get a hold of them. I believe even Fun Track Days, D-A-Y-Z, is in cahoots with them. So you might see them actually on the Fun Track Days. I've only heard good stuff about them. And, uh, yeah, show up rent your bike get all your stuff and go have fun and and you get a bike as good as you know there's 12 more just like it yeah <laughs> and they're yeah. great well it's it's like uh, when we went to the aisle it's nice to have a turnkey race bike and um sure enough uh looks like they got uh, at least a oh boy it looks like maybe a dozen out there but they have ninja 400s which uh, apparently are very exceptional uh yeah. 400 out there as far as uh, the race bikes and uh You'll see that with the AFM. Uh, you know, I started out on the 400, but that seems to be the the hell of a fun 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 uh, class right now. Uh, yeah, very fast, and, and you and, basically uh, get a new bike. It's ready. It's 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 really hard to beat. Turnkey. You got, yeah. yeah. If you want to really go and dabble and try it out and and get yourself really hooked, yeah, it's nothing like a new bike. Well, that's that exactly way. I mean, um, go out and try it out. So you know, yeah. let's say you have to. It's average if you race, let's say, start to, if, you, if you've got nothing, it's going to be like an eight grand investment with a, you know, uh, maybe a $5,000 bike. But by the time you get the leathers, the gear, the tools, everything together, you know, you can easily spend 10 grand, you know, getting out there for the first time where you can go rent these guys' bikes. Uh, they give everything you need, plus, uh, uh, you know, pit, pit help and instruction. And you can go out there and see if racing really is for you. 
and uh, it, it looks like, uh, like I said, if you do a track days with them, might even be able to get it for the AFM. I really got to contact these boys that uh, feel like a pro and have them call in and let us know exactly what their program is because it uh, looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all, all hearsay. We, none of none of us have actually done it. But no, exactly. Yeah, so everybody uh, that I've heard has done it is totally brave. That was really good. Yeah, I, I put it out there on the face of my book uh, last night, and uh, a bunch of people uh, – shot me uh these boys so uh i'll get a hold of them and uh, see if they want to call in soon and uh, see what their program is and go from there but uh, yeah so as far as racing goes um uh pedro's going to be calling in at uh, seven o'clock and uh we'll be able to uh ask him some questions about the uh san pedro pedro Montier, uh, hill climb uh my questions right now is just mentioning to milkrate is uh uh elevation and weather uh is it going to be super hot or is it going to be uh cooler and will my carbureted bike you know make a difference uh, you're only going to, i think you're only going to eight thousand feet eight thousand so. feet yeah okay yeah so it uh, should it should work yeah, okay good to know wade because uh, i did see some pictures earlier about a different racing out there and uh during the lineup like i was mentioning to milk crate uh wade when you were mentioning at one point uh, for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, you were actually queuing up at like 3 a.m. Um, yeah, we went up the mountain at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> pick, pick your time because there's whatever thousand people going up the mountain. There's a two-lane road, period. Um, and so a couple thousand people got to get up there before the spectators go up there. Ah, so that because so, just traffic. Yeah, so on normal practice days, it's kind of the same thing. You pick your time. They've got three levels to go in. They send up the top guys and the next guys. And then so um, the people at the bottom-ish, where the start line is, um, would go up later. So they kind of stagger it. But on race day, um, you've got thousands of spectators. They're, in theory, in the right lane. And then you would drive up the oncoming lane to, to where they stop. And then you motor up. And yeah, at all all times you gotta go up one, two, three o'clock in the morning, and then if you can sleep, you sleep till seven. If not, yeah. you like you know you walk around, look at stuff <laughs> or whatever. Is it cold? It's it can be everything. It, it should be really nice thing, but it can be cold. But top of the mountain will get cold. It'll it'll before you leave it'll rain, sleet, snow, and everything, hail. Um, they had thunderstorms one time, and they, so they they made the race go only halfway. Wow. Um, 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 yeah, all kinds of things can change, sort of like, like like the aisle, but uh, yeah, weather is a factor. Yeah, it's on the top. The bottom is usually fine, but yeah, the top can totally change, and it can it can um, put a red flag out, and no more racing, whether it's rain, sleet, snow, or fog. Yeah, on, yeah. on top of the mountain <laughs> well that's the thing about uh, road racing or hill climbs i mean uh they aren't like circuit racing uh there's no uh assurances that there's not going to be something there around a certain turn that wasn't there before the last time you went so that, yeah that's, that's so a deal. It, dot 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 the, my big, big question is is so if somebody's like a car drops some oil is somebody going to clean it up yeah, that was at Pikes Peak. Happened. They did not, and we ended up in the bushes. Um, so, yeah, exactly, and um, that's the thing. I mean, with road racing, I mean, at the Isle, it's amazing that they can kind of have everything so clean in a sense. 
you know, like the little gnomes go out or something and do some sweeping. They, they have an okay. army of, every, yeah, gnomes everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's so incredible. <laughs> so when I got in trouble, sort of in 07, um, my bike blew up. Um, I got yelled at for doing something wrong. And anyway, my bike blew up. It almost canceled the parade lap, which is really what happened. Right, well. but anyhow, it, it takes half a mile to stop. I coasted all the way into Balacrane, did everything I could to be off the line and told him, you better go clean that up. <laughs> I think yeah. I left a mess. So oh, they boy. actually did a dynamite job. There was a little army people. They had a little mini sweeper. They did a dynamite job. And then um, they had the parade lap, and they had people out there saying, stay over there. There were no crashes in that area during the parade lap. Nice. And everything, and dot, dot, dot. I got yelled at the next day. <laughs> I've been yelled at before. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow. I'll be yelled um, at again. They, uh, they have, a, 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 I want to say, a million people, whatever. They got a lot of people that, that the whole island works on cleaning that up, making it work, whatever it takes to make that work. And that's where the, the marshals, they're always asking for marshals, term workers. Yes. Come help. And I mentioned that earlier uh, with the AFM folks, uh, all you racers out there, you think you're turn workers and you think your organization, because without them, we'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's a big old deal. Um, so, anyways, yeah, we were, we got in this circle, and yeah, it's it's quite incredible that uh, courses are cleaned and uh, people take care of them, and uh, you know, even when we have a little spillage, that type of thing. Um, Boy, uh, Joe O'Sullivan's in the house. Now, let's see, Joe. What we're going to have to do is figure out what mic you're on. So just say, hey, man, <laughs> you got to get close to it, in front of it. It's all nice. I totally cleaned hello. it out to the COVID. Okay, say it. Say it. Hello. Hello, hello. All right. It's me. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I want to give a shout-out to two people. Um one is the person I first learned to ride a motorcycle around. All right, Joe, can we get the mic down and then right in front of you there? That'll work, and then yeah. a little closer. I, I just want to give a shout-out to two people, one who's not doing so well, uh -oh. and he's the guy we all learn to ride around, is Ray Roy. Um, he's got some issues at the minute with his health. Uh-oh. Oh, um, no. Big issues. Um, and he is literally, he, he's the oh, guy who, who I raced three or four 24-hour races with. Wow. Um, he, he's one of the guys I learned how to ride a motorcycle around. Um, um, him and Chris Crew. Uh -huh. uh, so... It's kind of, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be, but he is a really good mentor of ours. Well, he's um, a legend. Yeah. Uh, so go, Ray, go. Yeah, Ray. Kick this are. thing. Come out yeah, and play with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, and, and I also want to give a shout-out to my friend Chucky, who won a couple of races at the weekend. He sure did. I, I, I saw him on the Facebook book and asked him, you know, what bike is that? Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. It's a hybrid. Uh, interesting. It's, a, it's a, an Aprilia 450, and I was his mechanic when he had a 550, and it wasn't a good motorcycle. But <laughs> he, he's managed to get two first places and a third 
at the weekend and I think I think maybe racing will be suspended again. Um, <laughs> Let, let's hope not. Uh, but uh, the season is going to be over again. <laughs> well, <laughs> One race championship. Things so I, I just want to give a shout out to my two great friends. That would be Ray Roy and uh, Chuck Sorensen. And I also asked Chucky if he would come in and do a guest appearance with us. And he said yes. Cool. Oh, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I'd love to have Chucky back. He was here, uh, uh, boy, a year ago or so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and um, uh, tons of questions on that bike because it looks very, very interesting. And uh, so it, it's in a 450 class? It's or is it a, it's SVX 450. I maintained an SVX 550 for him three years ago before we got the Moto2 bike and it did not stay together it did at, at, at any point <laughs> keep it blowing up uh, every, yeah. Uh, yeah, every so third. is that an import <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it has a lot of keyways that break um, just can't handle the it, torque it or? just possibly this SVX 450 that Chucky is riding is not built because it doesn't explode, <laughs> you know. Ah, okay, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> if you go over, it starts to <laughs> grenade itself. I've been there. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes you go backwards when you spend a three thousand, six thousand dollars on a motor. You just spend a year putting it back together. Yeah, uh, I, I was yeah. always told when racing, the further you get from stock, the more chance you have to blow up. Yeah, <laughs> truly. It's <laughs> delicate. Yeah, and uh, delicate. that's why I never went full. You know, I went to super sport, but never, never full-on super bike. If I can't take the gas that I can pump, you know, then it's uh, very getting delicate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, half the time I use my bike daily for racing as well. So it's not the ultimate setup, but uh, you got to be able to make sure it lasts and make your, yeah. make your dollar at the end of the day. I, I, I think <laughs> back in the days that, uh, Ken Augustine used to build Chris's bike, my friend Chris Cruz's bike. Yes, and, and Ken Augustine. Okay, that's a name I have not heard. Uh, but that was uh, the mid-80s. They, oh. they would either win or blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I remember uh, following following the, that when I first started riding in the with the city bike uh in the in the late 80s uh, uh reading it reading about all that you know which is a really oh, historic stuff yeah <laughs> yeah he he was a historic and augustine was a historic nice. in in the bay area yeah um Local everybody went guy. to him for something yep you know, nice um, mm -hmm. and um, super super nice guy guy died a few years ago uh um, yeah, we we had a we had a community here in the Bay Area, even um, who's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I who was the guy who used to paint our bikes? Uh, uh, uh Mike Silva. Mike Silva. He I, I would read, paint a race name. bike for you for twenty bucks. <laughs> you know, Dude, good job. It, it wouldn't be. It would be like a hundred foot job. You know? Yeah, he did two my my two first TT bikes and he. He did my my very first helmet, and it, it's um, it's still so special. It's got all kinds of stuff on it. And then he ran, went ran around town. And he got everybody in town to sign it. 
So really? I don't I don't dare touch it because those because some of them are wearing off and stuff. But anyhow, it had Cosmos, it had this, it had that, it had all kinds of stuff on it. And yeah, he, he was one of my biggest, baddest sponsors and did two of my bikes. Uh, oh, he's on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. I mean, a uh, very special race to be at. And San Francisco, we were actually one of the hubs, actually, uh, at the time. I mean, I don't think there was many folks going out there, uh, especially in the late 80s. Uh, Roper, I believe, was the, the big boy back east. He's, hey, he's still going, too. Oh, yeah, he's still, still going. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's got ever-ready batteries. He's still going. <laughs> still yeah. going. So, yeah, so I, I, on, on that one, I was, I was at, uh, at Willow Springs on our goozy, our super goozy, and blazing around. I'd, uh, anyhow, I've only been there once, and, and you know, blazing around with armor and everything. And who do I run across but Dave Roper? On his little whatever, 350 or whatever, going really good. And that's really sweet and everything. Every time I, at the bottom of the Omega, the bottom of the hill, dude shows up and he passes me. Whoa! <laughs> you, you better take off now. Next lap, exactly the same thing. Whoa, where'd you come from? Am I going that slow? Dude, you line. got a little bike. I, I better hurry up. <laughs> Yep, he just had that line and probably did it a gazillion times and do it with his eyes closed, you know. That's yeah, awesome. Sweet. Who needs that extra horsepower? <laughs> we did that 24-hour with a, maybe, I know I was in one team with Wade, um, Team Lightning Express 2. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a Lightning Express, uh, uh, the fairing in my shop, yeah. uh, GSXR 750, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there were many we of them, that, I think. Ah. We did that endurance race. That, that we're at 24-hour at Willow. Awesome. Yeah, um, we, I've always wanted to do one. It's great. At, at night, I didn't really know where I was going. <laughs> so I picked up on this guy. He had a number 34 on his bike. It, it was Wes Cooley. <laughs> oh, wow. He'll, he'll take me around. Yeah. <laughs> Stick <laughs> so with his ass. <laughs> I just picked him. And I followed him for an hour at night. Wow. Um, doing probably 31s or 2s when 33s were a good daytime. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? at night. <laughs> at, at night, just because it was Wes Cooley, I just followed him. Yeah, you well. Know, I, I, <laughs> I just, you know, and... He, he carried through me through my night hours on the 24-hour. Um, and no better guy to follow, right? That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. really good. It seems like he knew his way around the course yeah, day or night. We, you know. we did, Wade and I did a lot of endurance races back in the... Yeah, I chased him for a while. Cause it, was, <laughs> it was the best. And, and we... Uh, we slash I could go places like I couldn't get to LA without going to an endurance race. Wow! I had to go with a team. Um, like Doc had a big truck and he had bikes and it was this and that and I couldn't get there on my own. Yeah. So I'd find an endurance race. I found all of them and put together a team and That's I'll awesome. do whatever wrenching I got to do to make it work. Yeah. I wish I knew you guys so back then. <laughs> yeah, AMA had a three-hour endurance at every national. So your times in the three-hour endurance qualified you for the 
the national on Sunday. Um, so ah, we, interesting. We, we, we did we did a lot of those. We we um we went out and you know almost every three hour Portland, um, Seattle, uh, Laguna Seca, Sonoma. Everywhere they had a three-hour endurance race, and we would go out and do the three-hour endurance race. You know, awesome. qualify for the. Uh, I, I was always on six hundreds. We would qualify for the Supersport National, and the next day, and do really well because we we had been. We had been studying the track all weekend. Nice. You know, so yeah, 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 because we were there earlier for the three-hour endurance. Yeah. Basically, yeah, track lap after lap. There's nothing more than yeah, that. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say that endurance racing has come to an end in, in America. Well, I've been trying um, to push it. Just Wade knows, and I've been pushing this for six months. It's, it's all about the money. It's all yeah. about the money, Alex. Um it, it, I, I won the four hour at Sonoma three years in a row. Awesome. With three different teams, um, and it was the best race that you did all year. Well, it, but I, it doesn't I, exist anymore because of the money. Well, um, I always thought uh, the mm -hmm. races culminated to to the four hour, and also the four hour was something special. It was where you would. Go with your competitors, so to speak, and be teammates, and go out there and race together to be the fastest and have fun yeah. and have the pit crew and yeah. have the camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, Wade and I have done a couple together on the on the on the, the R ones, uh, the ninety nine R ones over the years uh, in the two thousands, early two thousands. But uh, uh, yeah, I've been pushing for that, and it seems no one has any interest in the. In the face of my book, or me bitching about it every day here. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like. But, but you know. yet, endurance racing was where it was at. It, yeah, it was really you know. cool. So we'll, we'll go to Colorado next year. They got a four hour. I was just going to mention apparently, a bunch of mates uh, that uh, from AFM, uh, they went to Colorado. They have to go to Colorado to race AFM. Are you listening? Jesus Christ. And the thing is, <laughs> we only have four races this year, right? Why not make three of the four, you know, uh, uh, race se uh, weekends? You know, let it gear up to have the fourth race weekend be an endurance race. Set up a four-hour, have a six-hour, and that'll be the the, the culmination so, of. Uh, and you'll have more laps in that one weekend to make up for the four months that you missed. That's my whole thing. Yeah, you know, the guy with the checkered flag just has to take a nap. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just yeah. get some uh, volunteer yeah, no, team workers. I'm, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think. Don't get me started. <laughs> I think endurance said. racing is. Where is the stapler? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not the wave of the future, but it's the wave of the past. You know, <coughs> we we. Oh, there'll be another wave coming. Well, it just doesn't make really so much like sense because uh, endurance racing is is very practical. Uh, you know, practical. You, yeah, I mean seriously, rather than you know. Put your tires away. Use them all up in the same session, and you're not like taking up much more time in a track day. You know, you, anyhow, yeah, I, I believe that we should have more endurance racing, and there should be an endurance race series and have it Every culminate, weekend. culminate in the 24 hour. You know, maybe we'll call it Wira. 
W-E-R-A. <laughs> well, WSMC was a good one back in the day. But uh, maybe we're going to have to have somehow figure this out. Start bringing back endurance racing, you know. Yeah, Start maybe, at 4 maybe. and 6 and 24 hour at the end of the year. And something's got to change. And that would be neat, you know. I mean, circuit racing, circuit racing, you know. And uh, I spent the last two years doing it, spending $7,000 and going backwards. You know, but uh, yeah, damn it. Well, you could do that anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's racing. You could do that in one weekend totaling your bike. So, here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, I don't see any reason why endurance racing shouldn't be there. Take up, <laughs> you know, well, it's, uh, yeah, from where it left off, but it left off a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, I don't know when the last time the AFM did it. WSMC closed down, but uh, yeah. that's a good question. Uh, are, are Europe, do, are they still have an endurance racing, world endurance racing? Well, they not? still have world endurance yeah, series, okay. yeah. um, which is uh, Japan. Um, Suzuka? Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's Suzuka, the, the eight-hour at Suzuka. It's the... Um, 24 hour at Le Mans. Oh, um, legendary. Yeah. I think Wade did that. No, I got I got invited. I didn't do that. I, I did Magna Cores. Oh, yeah, skill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got a 24 hour at Magna Cores as well. Wow. Um, endurance racing is still the cheapest way to race a motorcycle. That's you what know, I, it, sp- it, I figure. Especially for that long, even though we go through a lot of tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just and, in one day. I, and but what you, you have to so do fast. is basically be on the gas for a whole hour you know yeah like but you warm up and then you get in the groove and then you know if yeah. something happens you overcome it and <laughs> you are you are <laughs> all right well, let's take a little bit of break here have milk crate play some uh, acid rock and uh at seven o'clock we're gonna have pedro call in from baja and uh we'll ask him some questions as well all right pedro <laughs> the, the, the second 24 hour we did that you, his name was Cross. He was a black dude. He he, he owned the bike, and he yeah, crashed it in the first hour. Yeah. Oh and no, he, he went to the aisle, didn't he? No, a no, different guy. No, he didn't. He didn't go to the aisle. Yeah. Right? So he, he, yeah, and then Doc, we had it all on the stand. It was all bent and stuff. Doc tried to straighten it while it was on the stand. We had to like get him away from. It. He was gonna he was gonna plow with his big old thing and send us all flying and we're all scrambling trying to make this thing run again. And, I can bend it straight. And, Give me a and, second. And Doc, get away from the bike. Get away from the bike. <laughs> <laughs> no one's right that. Yeah, we we got it back together. Yeah, that was the one. And then they said something about. Oh, there was a problem with the headlight. Uh, there was some about unplugging the headlight, and yeah. So my great experience was that. So I was in the middle of the night, pitch black, pitch, pitch so black, and they said something about oh, unplug oh, the headlight. No. <laughs> yeah. So so going into turn one, I go, well, uh, uh, maybe there's something wrong, and I unplug the headlight. <laughs> Turns out they already did that. There was only one headlight. Now there was nothing. Oh, <laughs> it, so the, the you unplugged the only remaining headlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thinking yeah. that, yeah, I heard him say that. Oh, well, there's a problem. Well, it's I, I guess it sputtered or something. So, yeah, I unplugged the headlight. Well, there was nothing up. left. I had to do a whole lap. I had to I had to find somebody to tag along with. When I say I strained my eyeballs looking into the dark darkness trying to find a speck of light, and I got back in. 
Phew. Yeah. That was so scary. <laughs> I love See, endurance racing, man. You run across all this fun stuff. Man. All right, Bill Crate, let's play some tunes, and we'll be back before Pedro calls. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so fun. Oh. <laughs>
are you? Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. Uh, let's see here. Oh, beautiful afternoon. We're shooting the shit. And, you know, it's great having Joe and uh, Wade here uh, talk about uh, old racing. And uh, not old. I used to read about it. I was around. But uh, names that you haven't heard in a while. Uh, Joe just mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Trung and... Uh, uh, having uh, again endurance racing and having a great time and uh, boy oh boy you know it's really really cool you know uh, as far as that goes and you're still in, in uh, contact yeah pretty much yeah that's pretty nice out there at, in New York and such right on um, so as far as racing goes uh, we still believe that we should be doing endurance racing there you are and uh, any AFMers out there? Come on, let's do something about that. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah, we're hoping uh, Pedro calls about the uh, San Pedro Martir hill climb over in Baja. That's going on uh, in uh, on October second and third, and we're really second. hoping the second and third. Oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah, October second. Yeah, okay. we're, we're all hoping for the best on that one. You know, um, trying to write on my calendar. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's. Boy, you know, I, I keep on watching the videos. Looks like a whole lot of fun. Uh, have a, have a. I've seen, uh, you know, it has a really nice group of racers going in there. They, they not only race uh, motorcycles, uh, meaning uh, uh, for, for me, you know, like an R1. They also race the Super Motard boys, and uh, we've got some really, really uh, great Pikes Peak racers going there as well. Uh, some, some winners, and uh, as well as. Uh, uh, they're going to have cars, dune buggies, that type of thing. So, so like, Wade, when you went to Pikes Peak, I guess they're going to have a very similar lineup where they have all types of bikes and, uh, I guess, uh, vehicles. Uh, yeah, supposedly. And actually, they did there, too. Yeah, when, so, when, when you were there, you saw everything from uh, stock yeah. to, like, uh, supercars and super trucks. Yeah, millions of our cars. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's kind of interesting because uh, I, I saw the videos in the San Pedro Martir Hill Climb, and they do have folks with some nice-looking rigs. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, really nice. Yeah, it must be interesting uh, as far as uh, being around those. Because uh, you have your doom buggy, you know, theoretically that can go up that hill, you know. Uh, so all that's yeah, fun a, out there a, in Baja. A peanut you know, car compared to what those things are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't but, say so. You gotta, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's all levels, basically. Yeah, which is really neat. Exactly. Uh, Chad, uh, my mate, uh, he'll be driving the Toyota pickup, a 1991 stock one, and he was wondering if he can race that up the mountain. So why not, right? World cage in it. <laughs> Anyways, you got to drive to truck to understand how actually fun and, and neat it is to ride, uh, drive. But uh, yeah. yeah, all types of things going on on the on the hill climbs and all types of vehicles and uh, very very neat stuff. And uh, like we were mentioning earlier, you know, um, uh, Joe and Wade has done as uh, have run the Isle of Man and such as well. Uh, I have and um, out there, you know, everything is is got a for 37.73 miles, them roads are pretty damn clean. You know, I mean, sometimes you got to deal with the rain or certain areas. You got to deal with a little mossy area right before you get back to the front straight. But um, otherwise, I mean, it's quite incredible to, to be able to do that and really have confidence to be able to go into that turn knowing that there's not a piece of sand or something. You know, uh, might have a squirrel or something. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's quite amazing, you know. Um, and uh, we were mentioning earlier where Pikes Peak, 
you know, Wade had an oil issue and uh, a little bit more uh, difficult to, I guess, uh, police that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that can be harder and everything. Um, but if you find one, you really need to clean it up. Yeah. So um, um, we've seen a couple funny things and everything, but yeah, so I actually had it on film and everything. There was like a quarter mile of oil that we slipped off in, and and, and they ref and they refused to clean it up or do anything or even put a flag up to show us where it was. I yeah. Was, I was totally bummed. That's where you take a. a you know, into your own hands, throw a, throw a smoke bomb or a flare over there. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, we went and played to do what we did. But yeah, we retired from that one until they learned how to uh, police do that. Stuff. It used to be <laughs> it used to be a dirt race. Now it's a pavement race. Things change a little bit, and you got to grow with it. And one of them is learning how to clean up the oil. The cars can dump a lot more oil than a motorcycle can. A motorcycle can actually dump a fair amount of oil also. But cars have lots of oil, and and it, unless you see it or or whatever. So I actually saw the, saw it, but it was too late by the time I saw it. It was between our wheels, and something touched it, and pff, we were we instantly in a ditch. By the time you saw it, it was like, uh oh. We tried to straddle it. It's already too late. Yeah, didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It's nothing like uh, going through oil and knowing you're going through oil and yeah. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like indoors way back when. And, and it, the problem is, is basically my whole family is on this sidecar. Yeah, exactly. We can't afford to get hurt, let alone it change totally changes everything. Yeah, you know, it's n it's not a crash fest. So on a motorcycle, they tend to fall down. You got all your armor on and everything. That's another thing that you learn as you, when you go racing, to wear all your armor, okay, boots, this, that, everything. Get out of your tennis shoes, you know, and um, nice. armor, armor, armor. Armor, armor, armor. Listening you know. to that? Okay. Another thing, buy the best gear. Right. Buy the That's best gear. Stuff. Have new stuff. So when we went and did the TT, he said, you need new stuff every year. A new helmet every year. The TT is extra. It's the Olympics of motocross, road racing. You need new equipment. Those new boots don't bend. Yeah. You know, when you, if you were to crash, they would totally save you. Old boots bend, flex, do whatever. Tennis shoes, you're out of there. You know. Um, I need boots. Armor, armor, armor. <laughs> so yeah. So we we ended up right, finding this ditch, and we got flip flop every every which direction. I got trapped under my vehicle. But your armor, your helmet, your everything, your gloves totally saves what's inside which is your body and you got to be able to get up and walk away that is true wade and uh yeah the best gear and the gear now they have is gear we did not have when we were well i guess when we started riding i started in yeah. 70s 70s 80s you had a jean jacket and jeans and uh you know just regular construction boots i think and uh, i used to wear uh rancher's gloves i guess but uh, yeah, over the, uh, by now, you know, they, they have great, great gear. I mean, yeah, all the every way around. shape and size and uh, for whatever you want to do. Even even stuff that, that if you fly off your bike, it'll blow up with yeah, air. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, Helm uh, helmets are good and full coverage are the best because you really want your face. Yeah. If you were to do what I call a face plant. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've done Ow. all my helmets, Ow. you know, Ow. the front right or the front left down near the chin did something at one point. So... Uh, yeah, always, always wear the best of gear. That that really is a, a 
True. And, uh, yeah, so that's another good tip for a uh, friend uh, asking earlier about uh, getting into racing and such. You, you really, really do want to have the best. And, uh, yeah. you know. Your tires wear out, and unfortunately, say, so does your armor, so does your <laughs> shoes, so does your what? So, it, yeah, your every year or two or whatever, out. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it depends on what it is. Helmets have, a like, a born-on dating. You know, my, my almost brand new Araya is now like outdated, can't use it anymore for well, racing. Well, that's the and thing. They're selling them for cheap, but they're old, so they technically don't qualify anymore. I just ran yeah. across a thing, and it was just like, yeah, yeah we got five-year-old helmets on sale, brand new. And it's just like, yeah. well, what good's that going to do me, you know? It's if, like, you, yeah. if you're <laughs> racing, you have to ask the question, yeah. what's the date on the sticker? Very important. Yeah, it's like... You know, Speaking uh, of which, Alex, <laughs> Wade and I were sponsored by Arai Helmets. For by Bruce Porter. Uh, Thank you, Bruce. Bruce Porter. Um, we got three, four new helmets a year. Wow. From Arai. Holy you know, moly. For 10, 12 years. And <laughs> I can't. Wow. Any Arai helmet that I buy these days. I feel like I'm still getting over because I had them Payback. for free for so many years. Well, you guys and were Alaman racers, and only there was very there was a handful of those folks. And yeah, why not sponsor the Americans, which is great. Yeah. And Araya and, and and that is was the our, best, you know. <laughs> that was our friend Bruce Porter, who has since retired. And, Cheers, Bruce. And he was. Such a nice guy, such yeah. a cool guy. Wow, that's he, he would cool. call him up and he he'd go, "How many do you want, <laughs> and where do I send them to?" You know? I want white because I'm gonna paint them purple. Yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I so went for we, any fancy color I could get. Yeah. Nice, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, not being the fastest dudes in the world, we were definitely sponsored by. The well, that's fastest. a big deal. Actually, Arai, yeah. the, being sponsored by Arai is a huge deal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like being yeah. sponsored by whatever tire. Yeah. You know, Michelin or something, you and know, I, free tire. I have what? to really yeah. thank Bruce Porter for yeah. that. Yeah. Cheers, Bruce. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you are. Hope to <laughs> Sponsored us for years. Not. It was yeah, great. exactly. And, you know, my preferred helmet is an Arai. Uh, yep, to this day. Yep. We just bought a showy, went in a van like oh. a torpedo. Oh. And I, I couldn't re remember myself. What did two, he say? Two, two, two days I couldn't remember. So I'm buying an Orion again. Yeah. Showy didn't work. But uh, anyways, I'm still here. <laughs> Anyhow, talking about helmets. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying a, a really, really cool helmet right now. It came out. It's an Isle of Man replica helmet. And I hope to bring it in for show and tell soon. Uh, These other show, guys. Show Wade. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's about uh, I want to say five hundred yeah. bucks. It's an I think it uh, you know it has one of them flip down shields on the inside that type of thing. Yeah. Only yeah. Joe has got one of those kind of helmets so far. <laughs> Us other guys, we haven't found anything like that, so that's why he's looking at this other brand because they've got helmet. <laughs> oh, I'd love an Arai. Yeah, just don't have the thousand dollars right now. Uh, yeah, I got uh, a, I got a great deal on this helmet, and I do a dude shows me the book and goes flip flip flip. I get to page like three. It's boring, boring, boring. Oh, that one's pretty nice, and so he kind of sells me that one, and and I didn't know there was any more pages left. And you know, like a week later, Joe's goes, 
check out this new helmet I got. Blah, blah, blah. I got a deal on it. What do you get? It's the Iron Man helmet. Same thing. I, I would have got that <laughs> if dude knew I was talking. He was talking to Damn Oh, it. it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the elusive Isle of the Man helmet has gotten through my hands twice now. As far as the Arai goes. There uh, you are. And also, you know, I, I got to say, you know, some years are better than others. You know, I mean, uh, as far as the graphics and all that good stuff. Yeah, I went the purple one. Yeah. <laughs> it still hasn't made it all the way here to San Francisco. It's a long way away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got to make one. Got to ask them. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, uh, let's see here. Where were we? Uh, tracks, cleaning tracks. Okay, so the Isle Man was a great clean track, and uh, is and uh, you know R E R and uh, Wade and I, uh, David Pedetta's uh, Argentinian uh, great Isle Man racer as well. The R E R. Hey, David, uh, and Walter as well was out there. Yeah, but, Walter. Uh, we're gonna meet him in Mexico, and hopefully we'll get a get you sponsored a bike there, mate. Um, anyhow, uh, I was living with Wade, uh, pretty much down on my luck. Had nothing going on. Uh, and uh, this is during the recession. So this 2010, Wade goes, R-E-R. It's like, Alex. It's like, oh, but I'm, yeah, what's up, mate? It's like, I want to go to Argentina? What do you mean? It's like, well, I want Isle of Man races to go race in Argentina. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. I know where there's one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he totally got me into the races down there. And uh, we ended up going to Argentina with uh, David and running the exhibition road races over in uh, Copina. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, great, great, great time. Capina, yep. Capina, Capina, and hi yeah. to everybody that was ever involved. Oh, we had a it great, was great time. Yeah. And, oh, we uh, love Argentina. And the steaks. Oh, my God. Uh, whatever you do. The hospitality. Dude, yep. Everyone was so, so nice. And uh, again, we went out there. Wouldn't you say that course was just like butter? Man, yeah. there was nothing in the way. It was just smooth as hell. Uh, barely any rocks. I don't, I don't think we ran across too many. You'd, Sand for a second, and that was pretty much it. It was it was a pretty it wonderful course. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Man. Um, of course, uh, as luck would have it, uh, subculture racing is nothing's ever easy. We ended up going, and uh, uh, he ended up running an R1. I ran a brand new 2010 R6, uh, which I ended up getting late, but that's fine. I love the bike. Um, however, it was a drought, right? It was a drought, 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 drought. Day of the races, guess what? Starts pouring. Bah! You know? <laughs> so it was just crazy. Uh, we were out there. It's like practicing and seeing lightning. And uh, at one point, I was like, you see the clouds, Wade? It, it was, was like, still it, great. It was awesome. You it know? was still it's, great. Uh, we still went to – David said, follow me, blah, blah, blah. So those who would follow, we followed – well, in the middle of the downpour, area, it was started downpour. It, it poured worse when we got to the top of the hill. Well, we, it was pouring during my race, actually. Yeah, we yeah. get to the top <laughs> of the hill. Uh, it was we were in the, oh, the last whatever, the last ride up the hill, and so anyhow, we, we stopped at the the top of the hill before the finish line. There's like four grandstands. I mean, little mini yep. grandstands. Yeah, thing. it's really really cool. We stopped in the middle of the road. We got swamped by everybody. It was dynamite. It rained. It sleeted. And the burnouts. It was yeah, and the burn. Well, no, we didn't do burnouts, but uh, they they like to one oh. get their picture taken, <laughs> but then they like to rev it up, and then with the new cameras and oh, everything. the Argentinian burnouts. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, you just rev it up and hit the rev limiter. Do it three times, and uh, ah, I was like having a big old glass of milk. Ah, that was so good. That was so good. It was a wonderful time, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm always thinking about you, and. Uh, yeah, 
boy, it was really, really neat. <laughs> yeah, I would love to go back. And they're yeah. still doing Capena. They have other racetracks and stuff, so we're lining up trying to do something down there. Yeah, uh, I always, yeah, like you said, way to, we're all pals on the Facebook book and always see their fun. They're always doing stuff there, you know, it's just, uh, you know, yeah. we just can't be there right yeah. now. They, but, d- they uh, did Kane and, and, uh, and now Walter's coming up to do um, the Mexico race in Baja. They did Kane. I so did not know this. I'd like to get well, over Well, some of them did. I, I think that's where David got hurt on the way there or something. Oh, that's yeah, what happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah his, we'll his son did really good. Yeah, because I saw the Paredes. We're going to have to talk about this, and I'll get yeah. him involved. They speak uh, Spanish, so I don't, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> well, I really, really want to know about Kane. Uh, you know, yeah. as far as uh, God willing, you know, get back from. Uh, I think that's closer uh, to Mexico know. City. Well, get to Somewhere. the San Pedro Martin hill climb is October. And, you know, my big plan is. Uh, Get through that, you know, get the truck back, RER, change your oil, and go back in uh, November and do Kane. I'm not sure where that's at, but um, I've watched videos. Kane has its own set of challenges as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they're they're, they're two different animals. Yeah, yeah. uh, Similar uh, but different. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, mountainous. It's... No matter what, road racing's road racing. It's right. just that the whatever you're around is yeah. going to kill you in a different way. You know, so you yeah. just got to keep on the road. You just, have, <laughs> you just have to get used to what the Mexican roads are like. Well, whether well, new or it old. It doesn't have to okay. kill you, Alex. Yeah, that's well, right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, guys. All right, you hear that? All right. All right. I remember that. We, we, Wade and I have done a lot, an awful lot of road racing, and we figured out that it doesn't have to kill you. I'm yeah. going to remember that. It, yeah. it can. It'll it, it, it yeah. be my have new to. mantra. Don't take that turn. Don't take that turn. <laughs> there's, a, there's an X on that turn or something. Don't take that one. Well, you know, I've had, yeah, uh, listen to your gut. It's a big one, you know, but, uh, yeah, there's nothing uh, – Road racing is very interesting, as you boys know, and th- there's nothing like, um, number one, um, you'll have weather, which makes everything a difference, uh, whether it be on, a, any, on any, an island uh, or any part of the course. Uh, of course, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a big island, uh, but uh, also, what's wrong with your bike? You got seven three seven uh, 37.73 miles. You ever have to ride with a bike that's been hurt? You ever try to, you know, run with things with that, everything? Yeah, uh, or it, it decides somewhere along the line to, to change. Uh, and the, oh, <laughs> I was perfect a minute ago, but I'm not anymore. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of things uh, going uh, on. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's got to last for c- almost a couple hours at a time. And take a beating. wide open and take a beating. A huge Who, beating. Who said that? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I have to... Add something. I, I, um, <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> back, back in the days, I have always raced uh, four-stroke motorcycles for an obvious reason. Uh-oh. So. All right. Uh, keep the bat going, phone's keep going. on. Milk crate. Right, you're keep on. Keep going until he's done. Until he answers it. Pedro Vargas yeah, Valdez. <laughs> Is he there? Hawk Mazada. I was oh. going to ask you if you can hawk. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, let's see if we can make this work, huh? All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Should I hang up? Yeah. All right. Here we go. You're on. <laughs> Does it work? It's good. Put your headphones on. And... 
It's Hawk, a joke. John? <laughs> Pedro. No, Hawk. No, Hawk. Oh, yep. Hawk's hey, here. Hawk, how you doing, mate? Good. How are you guys? Good. No, We're. Pedro. Nope. Uh, Pedro hasn't called okay. in today. Uh, oh, okay. No, I'm um, sorry. We're we're all being uh, okay. we we have pretty much a loose show. But anyhow, um, yeah, um, Hawk. Somebody we else. have a uh, Joe O'Sullivan here and Mr. Wade Boyd here and Mo Cray Brian running the tunes. And uh, Joe O'Sullivan and uh, Wade Boyd are Isle Man racers back from the uh, day. And uh, yar yar. Um, Hawk, how you doing, mate? Very good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. How are you guys tonight? Having fun. Right on. <laughs> Just shooting right. the shit and wanting to yeah. bring back endurance racing and don't know why they don't have it and uh, just talking about <laughs> yeah. the, the good old days. I, uh, I, I just, while I was working, I turned it on, the show on. I was trying to uh, catch what I could in between the noise of the tractor, but I, I caught that part. I caught a bit of the endurance race, and I totally agree with you, boys. Endurance <laughs> racing was awesome. It should come back stronger. Yeah, it really nice. should. You know, it's just uh, the best way. It's the biggest bang for the buck as far as being a racer, you know. By the time you get back from yep. eight laps, your tires are warmed up, ready to go for another ten, and you just basically just got to bring them down again. And uh, <laughs> you're basically warmed up, all them hyped up. Tires. And, yeah, them poor tires. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, you get a, a ton of seat time and uh, a, a lot of laps in a row to sort things out. And, you know, it's endurance thing. It's sort of the... The, the true test of the real man at the end, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like in the finale of, of the year, sort of. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, every, also, like I was mentioning earlier, the guy that you usually battle with has got your teammate, and you're all just trying to get in a similar bracket, you know, and uh, right. go from there. So, yeah, it's just a lot of fun to get consistent times, which, yeah, as, as, as we all know, uh, the more laps you do, the faster you get, and you should be always just be getting yeah. more time each yeah. lap. You and, know? and it makes you be on a team instead of, you know, there's a, now you guys got to be buddies on the same, on the same bike and everything. Instead right. of competing in yep. arm wrestling the whole way, uh, no, no, me, me, me first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it brings a neat dynamic into it. No, it's us first. What a difference. <laughs> so how you doing, yeah, you Hawk? What uh, the, what's uh, going on with uh, the? What's while the... there, back in 2000, um, I think it was about 2007 or eight. They were doing the the Sun Trust um, endurance series, which I, I raced a handful of them. I did the Daytona eight-hour three years in a row, um, and that it was it was neat. You know, I mean, it, wow. it, they made a push at it. That's when GMG is, was sort of running things, which was different, but the endurance thing was sure cool, you know? I mean, everyone seemed to enjoy it and was bringing some big names. I know we had Josh Hayes in there and Ulrich, and I mean, we had a handful of fast guys, and it had potential, you know? Well, you know, it's like, yeah, mentioning those names also, I mean, those laps back-to-back -back also, I imagine, is good data testing. And boy, oh, boy, right. Daytona, I can't imagine. I've never done Daytona. I know uh, Wade here has run Daytona. I don't know, Joe, have you ever run Daytona? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to me, it just seems I like wish. a ball, <laughs> you know, uh, going up the banks and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, – most people either loved it or hated it. <laughs> it's all about the banks it's all about the banks it has an yeah. infield but it's all about the banks yeah yeah banking pretty and, cool and lots of wide open go fast that's right that's right I just close my eyes and pin it but uh, that seems to work for me anyhow uh, tell us about your program how's everything going really well yeah we just had uh, 
uh, kids camp, what was that, two weeks ago, and then a women's camp this, this last weekend, and all very successful. Um, the kids camp we had, uh, ages five was the youngest, to 14, um, all from kids who've never ridden uh, or were on training wheels to uh, the more advanced kids, which have got a handful of them who have been returning to the camp and they're they're riding just phenomenal. Um, so yeah, it was just it's just awesome, you know, seeing these kids progress um, from not knowing how to ride at all to um, leaving riding or even using a clutch and doing some some front brake, rear brake drills, and a little bit of body position, and it just they just absorb it, you know, at such a young age, and, and uh, just leaving stoked and can't wait for more. It's it's just fun. The, the kids are just a blast. Uh, well, I can, I can and the imagine. women's camp was was awesome. We had four, we had four ladies. We had had some cancellations. Um, you know, things come up for people, and so we were down to four. But uh, it was an awesome group of women who we had uh, the youngest girl is 26, and she's got some little ones, uh, little boys who want to learn to ride. So she said, oh, I'm going to come learn how to ride so I can ride with them. And, awesome. Um, she had, you know, it's just neat having these people come in if, if just the fears or what, what they came to the camp for. And, you know, it was a – you know, I, I've got these fears. I want to step out of my comfort zone, and you know, so she accomplished that. And then I had a um, a woman who wanted to learn to ride her motorcycle by 40, and it just didn't happen due to life was busy, and she's just wow. turning 50. So <laughs> uh, she finally accomplished it, it and, and did awesome. And she brought her mom, who is 68 years old, um, never ridden went to uh, an event in San Francisco and uh, I think just a year or two ago. And she said, I, I don't want to ride the back. I want to, I want to ride my own bike. So 60, 68, uh, she left riding a motorcycle and um, our other, our other woman just, just awesome too. She wants, she's just natural and going to start racing. It was, it was great. Great camp. That sounds like, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, uh, not only the children, you know, running, which is always great. Like you said, they're a sponge. And yeah. um, it also, uh, in a weird way, uh, kind of keeps you out of trouble. And then you get older and go faster and become a hooligan. But otherwise, right. you know, uh, it really is really cool to have that, uh, you know, passion. It keeps it, it really does. There's a way to, like, you know, have a familiarity with uh, your folks up there doing it, as well as, uh, you know, not only a family thing, but also, yeah. Want straight A's? You want a new bike? Oh, you are. That type yeah. of thing. But uh, as far as, uh, you know, uh, older folks getting into it as well. I mean, I'm an older folk. But anyway, uh, it's really, really neat that um, they're comfortable to, enough to go with you and get your instruction, go out there and uh, be able to listen to them, make them comfortable enough to actually go out there and ride. And uh, like the daughter and mother thing, I mean, boy, you know, it's like uh, older mom goes, you know what, if you can do it, I can do it. You know, that's great. Mm -hmm. And the matter of fact is when they get home, they're going to have the best stories. And uh, it just immediately rejuvenates life, that type of thing. And, and both sections, mm -hmm. whether it be the kids or the or, or the or the adults, uh, it's something that, like you said, get out of the comfort zone. But it's also something that it's kind of like um, – most people would say, no, motorcycles, uh, that type of thing. And uh, right. it just makes it for them even more cool, you know. Well, it, is, it's, uh, it means a lot to me that these 
whether it be the, the adults or the kids and their the kids' parents trust me to teach them because it's a, as you boys know, it's inher- it's a dangerous sport potentially. Um, uh, slow or fast, not, yes. Yeah, not and not as much on, on these little, you know, hundreds I teach on, but it just takes a little whiskey throttle and, you know, you can get hurt doing anything on a motorcycle. But it, it's neat that they trust me and leave with that thankfulness for, you know, leaving – healthy and safe um and uh it it really is as you were just saying uh really cool to see the families doing it together because it's not like a a ball sport you know where you just sign your kids up you go watch them play um you know parents might help coach they might toss the ball and whatnot but this is a this sort of a different animal that that uh you can share outside you know um pack up and get up in the hills and the mountains very interactive yeah see the beauty see nature um and it can be a hobby for the rest of your life or a career whatever it might be but uh it is it's it's just cool and the kids like you're saying as far as an incentive um uh i i just started and i'm still in the process but of starting the the hawk mazada moto camp kids team so i've started a team oh wow and uh, i've got Three boys, uh, three young riders that, that I've picked to be on the team. Um, the idea behind it is, for me, you know, I'm choosing these kids because they're mainly two things, that they're just good boys, very polite, um, you know, real good manners. They're, they're hard workers, you know, with, with their family life. You know, they're involved in 4 rates and whatnot. And so, and they're great riders. They're very natural. They're my advanced group. So I, awesome. I want to, with these boys, give them that something. Um, to, to strive for and keep them stoked and want to come back and um, they got to keep their grades up. You know, I got to deal with the parents to keep the grades up in school when school starts, whatever that uh, uh, yeah, entails. <laughs> boy, yeah, boy. what the parents have and they keep things going at home. You know, their, their chores, their jobs and, um, and they represent my name, the camp, professionally and so we will do, uh, they come to every camp and then we go racing. So uh, if there's a local race, take them racing they pit with me and i wrench on their bikes dial them in suspension and coach them so i'm looking forward to it. it's gonna be really fun i think that's awesome and, and you know it's nice to everyone uh, uh i've had sponsors here and there which really helped out especially you know at certain times and uh actually chucky Sorensen uh, back in the day taught me a bit about racing when i was working with him at uh, dublin cowie honda suzuki uh back in the early 90s and uh you know it's always nice to have someone that uh you know you look up to that actually uh you know helps you out gives you that little nudge when you're just because you're coming in last doesn't mean you know you know you're coming in last next time and uh i was at willow springs on a stock 400 uh, fcr and uh i was last and he goes alex you know uh you know go down the front straight don't hit the brakes throw it into turn one don't come back if you hit the brakes and sure enough, I threw it in, gassed it, and didn't didn't hit the brakes, and uh, you know had a big smile on my face. So you know yeah. uh, those type of stories are always always really cool. And uh, yeah. so Hawk, um, when's a, what's your schedule? What's your next class? Uh, are, are you uh, uh, have somewhere where people can look it up on uh, interwebs that type of thing? Yeah, uh, you can go to hawkmazadamotocamp.com, and uh, it's got the next camp. For the kids' camp, women's camp are posted on there. Uh, okay. Also, social media on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, between the three, I try to keep everything up to date. Um, and the yeah, the next kids' camp is 
uh, let's see, August 8th and 9th uh, be a two-day camp. One one day is going to be the be beginner intermediate uh, in the morning, and then the afternoon will be the advanced off-road camp, which is going to be focused towards uh, the, the advanced kids. We're getting really into more of the uh, trials and obstacle. We'll drop down in the Cottonwood Creek, ride the rocks, the sand, single track, and um, very challenging stuff. Um, um. Are the folks that are doing the advanced uh, class, are they folks that uh, stepped up from maybe doing your entry-level class, or, or are they folks yeah. that, uh, you know, a little bit about yeah, no. that type of thing? Uh, these were all kids who come to my very first camp that I had this year, uh, and they, the progression has just been huge. They, they come to every camp, and um, I would say they came to the first camp. Um, I would call them beginner to intermediate they were they were riding well but they just were backyard riders you know just with some talent um with some nice. instruction and all they're really i mean there's potential so um that's yeah, great actually no, you know that's, that's, yeah it's nice it's to see progress yeah especially if you're running it to be able to see the progress that you know folks are doing if they go up to the next level you know the excitement and that type of thing um, it is yeah it, it's super cool uh, I got a women's camp also um, on August 29th. That's a one-day camp, and it will be uh, open to any skill level, beginner, advanced. Um, I've already got a handful of ladies signed up, um, and I've, I've got for all of these, be it the adults or ladies or kids, I do have bikes for rent. I have gear for rent, limited. That um, was my next question. Um, yep. So basically, um, you have stuff for them to, to run and uh, possibly where so it's almost a turnkey operation so um that takes a lot of the stress off the situation yeah it, yeah i'm trying to get you know it takes all take time and money yeah. to build this <laughs> fleet of bikes to accommodate uh you know each size rider or gear and whatnot for the riders but yeah i'm, I'm trying to get this turnkey to where anyone can just show up from no matter where they are i've had people from uh, all the way down in, in Monterey, and they can travel up, hop on a motorcycle, safe gear, and leave. So I do have uh, a handful of bikes in almost every size, as well as gear. Nice. Well, um, boy, oh, boy, you know, um, PM me about that gear stuff, because uh, I, I, I might be able to, you know, find a discounted stuff for you in a sense. Uh you know, working at a shop and stuff, I might be able to talk to someone. But, uh, you know, they have, like, a discount, you know. Uh, my buddy just bought, you know, a jersey that they were, you know, uh, closeout type stuff. And uh, yeah. we work in the industry, and it was pennies, you know. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about that it. soon, and, you know, maybe I can get rep involved, that type of thing. But, I mean, literally, this gear is just really, really cheap. You know, I mean – you know, last year's pink is this year's green, that type of shit. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, hey, year's gear to me, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as closeout and stuff and getting things, uh, you know, that way. Um, yeah, PM me soon on that. And uh, let's see if I can talk to someone and see if we can uh, figure something out on that. Uh, you know, right on. Happy. Thank you. You got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, thank you very much for calling in. Thanks, you guys. Sure appreciate it. Right on, Hawk. Always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you can call in whenever you wish. Let us know you what's going it. on. We'll and um, you guys soon. 
Shoot me that shoot me that schedule on the Facebook book as well, and I'll share it because okay. uh, you know I know the Jen Love us. I know a couple of the ladies. You know they run touring businesses. They've been on our show before, and uh, maybe okay. they can pass a word on uh, that way as well. Yeah, yeah. Anything you can do, I, I appreciate it. One of these days, uh, it'd be cool to actually sit down and talk to you guys in person. Share a brief <laughs> thing. Yeah, whether you come here or we come there, that's fine. <laughs> I'll make a trip. I'll make a trip down there. Be, be on a track. <laughs> yeah. be awesome. Right on, mate. Right and, on, uh, you guys. All right. Take care, brother. All right. You guys, too. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. So Hawk Mazzotta was in and uh, talked that, uh, yeah, great program going on. And uh, got a program for kids coming up in August, a program for ladies as well. I'll get the particulars on the Facebook book soon. But uh, they uh, he mentioned it earlier. And uh, the podcast is always on after tonight. And, you know, we are live. And, uh yeah, so let's see here. We're going to take a break in a second. Uh, Wade, what's up? Let's see. Let's talk about something. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, going up through the uh, uh, the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, uh, what were the weather uh, issues? Usually they were actually pretty good. It wasn't, wasn't really a big deal until you got to the top. Um. I never got stuck at anything on the way up or anything, but it, it did get cut one year to halfway. And when you're on the top one, you're stuck there for the duration until it's over. And they send the whole crew down at, at one unit. But it, luckily up there, there was a restaurant. And I was, I was told it will rain, <laughs> sleet, and snow. And yeah, it snowed. It was snow on my sidecar. That we were having oh, a remote. snowball fight. It was great. <laughs> but it, it wasn't so great if you weren't slightly prepared or slightly energized or whatever. There was a restaurant for those who couldn't stay warm. And at one point, there was even you had to go in the restaurant because um, for lightning strikes and stuff. So many things happen at the top of Pikes Peak. That's 14,000 some 14, odd feet. 14,000. Yeah. 14,000. So... Uh, you, uh, some people have a breathing problem, and uh, we ended up taking, uh, was I think was it, um, uh, baby aspirin, to, oh, to to thin your blood, thin your blood to where you wouldn't have headaches and 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 get <laughs> you know over energized at fourteen thousand feet. Damn, you are you are because yeah they do they do take people off the top if you if you like blow a gasket. Have an issue. Blow a gasket. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, break. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> Just I ain't no psychiatrist, I ain't no doctor with 
Oh, yeah, Miss Aretha Franklin, uh, queen and a goddess. Boy, a legend and a boy, wonderful voice. So, anyways, so, uh, anyhow, uh, Milk Crate had to take off for a sec. Uh, that's why I'm back on the uh, CD player, but uh, at least I found some great tunes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe and Wade and I were just uh, shooting the shit and, uh, you know, again, uh, talking about road racing and stuff. And uh, uh, what's really, really... Uh, what do we say, Wade? Here, there, and everywhere? Everywhere. And the TT and everything. Yes. And and, uh, stuff. Well, you know, it's like uh, both you boys, you know, have been doing it a lot longer than I have. I've been uh, lucky enough to get where I've been. Uh, back then, it was a lot easier, i got to say, which is it's always harder. But uh, in the 90s, they used to pay you for being there. And I think I was there the last year in 2004 where they actually paid you. But uh, back in the yeah. old days, uh, Pound was... Uh, two, two, uh, basically two to one. Two to one. So it was a lot easier financially on our our, our end of the of the world. Uh, so that made it nice. And then, then when it Wade and I went in two thousands, it was reverse, where it was the the dollar eighty five for a pound uh, back in two thousand four. We were, yeah, we're it's we were only a dime down. or so off. No, no, it was the almost the down. same thing. It was two dollars no. for a dollar. Where the other one was, you got double, I think. Not it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could agree with that. All right. I was yeah, paying we one point eight five. We always spent <laughs> twice as much doing anything. It, it, no matter what, every time you went. <laughs> no matter what you did, whenever you did anything, anything, everything was twice as much. Yeah, I remember paying. Mer- like American dollar was like a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> peanut, I tell you, peanut. <laughs> it really didn't do it. Yeah. I remember Alex at one time um, for the first maybe couple of years they gave us 3,000 pounds. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's, yeah. <laughs> After four la- laps of risking yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it when, was, once you, once you was qualified quite. they gave you 3,000 pounds which was the equivalent of five to six thousand dollars. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest payday of the year, period. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I didn't think I risked my life too much. I <laughs> I tried to do a pretty good, damn good job at right. it. Uh, yeah, the first time I went, uh, I, I was there with Wade was there, and I believe Christine was there as a passenger. That was two thousand four. Uh, I ran the ninety nine R one, but uh, you know uh, we were in the pits. I had a tent. Wade had the caravan. I uh, had my 99. Uh, we had uh, we had our proper bikes. And uh, sure enough, uh, they lost our bikes going in. So that uh, I got to qualify. So I'm a newbie. So I got to do the bus ride. So the whole time I'm doing the bus ride, I'm going, where's my bike? Where's my bike? Where's my bike? We went looking for it earlier. But, I mean, they literally lost our bikes. You know, so here we are. And they finally yeah. find the bikes. And we get them over to our garage or uh, down, uh, you know, walking well, distance. Yeah, they the go, pits. we'll deliver them to your garage. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they actually showed up on time, and you have like 20 minutes. Yeah. I had, I had to do the, the bus thingy. We just got our crate to take it apart. Thank God. I think it was John that was there that uh, helped take uh, set, set Blonde, my bike Blonde up. Blonde John. Yeah. yeah. He, he, at least while I was gone, took it out. He was. He knows the deal. So he, he had the bike when I got back, you know, at least ready to go in a sense. And I had to barely had enough time to put the, you know, bells and whistles and dots on it. And when we're going across, we 
garage is going down. Protect. Christine, literally. Turn to tech. They lifted up the tech garage for us to get in. Yeah, but the the, the the garage was officially closed. She banged on the door. We got in, and sure enough, uh, yeah, that was a very um, welcome to the majors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I had the door closed down, and it never came back out. Oh, boy. Oh, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah. Really tough. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did the same thing when we took the photograph of him. Yeah, we got a great photograph of, of me and those guys and everything, and then one or two of them came out, but uh, no, no, the door went down. All right, too late. Yeah. We ran out of film. <laughs> Bastards. So, yeah, I've been mean, talking about uh, the handful of money, and uh, Wade, Wade actually mentioned it. I was like, Alex, you know, uh, you got to qualify. Like I said, you got to put it out there. There's no turn. But uh, ended up, you know, he said, buy this wallet. So I still have the wallet. It's a nice, you know, little, you know, uh, what do you call it? A... Uh, you know, Velcro wallet, you know, has the Alaman logo on it in sight. But uh, anyhow, uh, sure enough, what do you mean? You qualify, you get a, you got a shite ton of money. You are, you know, like I said, I think I got around 1,800 pounds or whatever. But uh, yeah, that wallet was thick. But then you got to go visit the tire guy. You got to go visit the oil guy. You got to visit the machinist, you know, and, uh, pay for your room and board. You know, Bob's your uncle, you know, that wallet just slowly bent over the time, you know, and. Here you have enough to just go get a few pints after. But it was really, really, really neat. And I still have because uh, Wade goes, um, Alex, keep keep a pound. Keep your first pound. So I still have that first pound because <laughs> you put it under your metal. You know, so I have that first pound under my uh, Isle of Man TT metal. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really neat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, back in the day, they did pay you. Uh, next year, I ended up doing the Manx GP and uh, – they stopped all the payout stuff in 2005. Yeah, we don't we don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky to be here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's too bad they uh, gave you incentives for the privateers. That meant everything. Yeah, <laughs> our, our our friend uh, Chris Chris Crew he went over there in '88 and '89 wow. and '90 and. Uh, he he was kind of suffering. He he was injured badly, but he was loving it. He rented a bike from the Pagets, and he was our kind of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. We broke the I'm his volunteer replacement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we always wanted to do to do the TT because of Chris. You know, um, well, you know, that's not a sane thing, and uh, most people just would not do that. But as apparently, the San Franciscans, uh, or the locals, uh, that was not a problem, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> we wanted to do it just we, straight up. I didn't yeah. have a <laughs> we had a motorcycle community uh, back in the day, it, it, it originated out of Zeitgeist with Hans. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Street riding, dual riding, uh, a little bit of this now. Yeah. Hooliganism at its mm-hmm. finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hooliganism <laughs> at its finest. Yeah. And, and you know, we City had... City tour. Right? I've been on a few of those. <laughs> did, yeah. Oh, there boy. probably <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> you know, and, and it was... A huge Amazing. thing to be part of it. <laughs> really you know, was. The, uh, the camaraderie. It really was a huge uh, thing to be part of it. Yeah. And so when Chris Crew did the TT, 
we figured, oh yeah, he was we're our hero. Do that as well. Yeah, um, and we went and did it, and uh, you know, we. I think that San Francisco motorcycle community yeah. is probably still as strong as it always was. It's uh, kind of hid, hidden without the bars being well, open. All 12 yeah. of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, who's left? Yeah. Uh, a lot of but, folks have gone and such. And, you know, there's a bunch of boys over in uh, the East Bay. Uh, but totally. they, ain't, they ain't as cool as us. Yeah. But, uh, oh, those yeah, guys. Those guys. Right. I'll ride cheater bikes, adventurers and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Let's ride the tall bikes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we all party together really good. Now we're poking. But anyways, uh, yeah, you know, um, we've always had a very strong motorcycling community here. And, you know, the, the way I learned about the Isle of Man was in uh, uh, 1988, my friend Tommy read in uh, – Tommy Montana. No, my friend was Tommy Burke. He ended up passing uh -huh. away. But uh, he showed me an article in City Bike and goes, this is like Mines Road. You know, this is the road we always, that's what I, that's where I trained on. He goes, let's do that. And he wants to, he, he's the one who told me about the Isle of Man. And he brought this video one day. He goes, I've taped this. And back then, you could barely see it on video. You had to find a, something, a snippet of somewhere, just of something. You know, it ain't like today where you could just punch up. You know, and so, yeah, he ended up bringing this video, and it's like, it's like Mines Road, but different, but uh, we need to start racing and go do that, and that was the first time I ever heard about the race, uh, and uh, from go, there. Go, Grass Harbor, go, go. Right? You this know, is where like, you're going to go. It's like, that's, that's, that's right up my alley, you know, it's like nothing like uh, going on back roads and going as fast as you can. Uh, it's different than circuit racing, and uh yeah, that's always been the thing I love the most. And, uh, yeah, I learned from Tommy. Uh, he told me about it, reading about Chris Crew and you boys out there. And uh, uh, he ended up passing in uh, 1990 on Mines Road. Uh, but uh, I carried on the torch. And, uh, you know, it took me 15 years to do the Isle of Man. You know, I started racing in 1990. You know, uh, I met Wade in uh, 96. I think, 96, 7, Zeitgeist. Uh, he was like, you did the aisle? What? I was like, and then we became mates, you know, and then, uh, you know, hung out. Uh, I was racing, uh, he was racing sidecars with Rory, I think, and we'd run across each other at Willow Springs or AFM and such, and uh, we were drinking buddies over at Sight, and, uh, you know, aisle was always on my mind, and uh, I think uh, I think 2000 I was accepted. We had an issue what, the, the, the mad cow, I think, was the one that killed it. Yeah. You know, because it was finally, yeah, I had my R1. Foot and mouth. Yeah, uh, foot and mouth. And I had my, uh, we, we had the bikes ready to go. I think it was 2001, maybe. Yeah, the foot and mouth. Somebody had their foot in their mouth. And uh, talking to Wade, and like, our bikes are ready to go. It was like, goes, nope, we're not, we're not sending them. It's like, our bikes are crates ready to fucking go. Wait, we're out of time. We're out of time. We can't ship them anymore on on a, on a, on a boat. So nope. It's like it doesn't cost twice as much to ship them on a plane. Goes nope. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. It was like, sure enough, they, they call the race. It's just like the TT. Just yeah. like the weather. Just like don't do it. Don't do it. Don't 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 do it. We're gonna hold on a minute and don't do it. Ah, and we won. Well, if, like he said, if we would have sent them bikes out, we would have never seen them again. It would have just gone into the ethereal world. <laughs> like, what bike? You know, so, yeah, it was very stressful at the time. And uh, sure enough, uh, they closed down the race. Uh, I think, actually, 
That being said, that was the first time they closed down the races with the exception of the wars. Since No, since 66 when my dad rode there. Really? What made yeah, them close, close they it had down? a lorry strike, a trucker strike. No way. A yeah. trucker strike closed down the TT. Yeah, I don't know any, much more about it now, <laughs> but yeah. Holy. He went to Ireland instead, and then he, he stayed there the whole, whole summer, darn guy. He said he had the best time ever. He always <laughs> right said, on. go back.